Oh, welcome, my friends. What exactly is agile? You saw me reading a book with agile in front of it. The word has been used so much in industry, but today, in a few minutes, I want to let you know what exactly agile is. Agile is a mindset. That's what it is. It's a mindset of agility. It's a mindset that encapsulates your ability to respond to change. It could be change in the entire company, change in the business, change in your market space, whatever your market space is. It's all about your ability to respond, your willingness to respond. Some people are not agile. They stick to a plan and they do not deviate. Now, while there is some value in sticking to a plan for things that can be pretty predefined, there's no value in sticking to a plan when your entire company is going down the tubes and you're doing nothing to save it, or your entire project is going down the drain. So, an agile mindset is one that embraces adaptability, sees the importance of adaptability for the purposes of resiliency, and someone who truly understands. That without an agile mindset, you'll be fixed in a wrong direction. I like a quote from the great Mike Tyson. He says, "Everyone has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. When you're punched in the mouth, you're on the canvas. You can't think on your feet anymore. Too late. You don't want to be in that position. So, as a professional, whether a project manager or a product manager." Always be on the lookout for how to be nimble, and how to adapt, and even how to be quick when you're doing it, because a lot of the laggards in the industry are not even here anymore to tell you their mistakes. Case in point, the likes of Blockbuster. Where are they today? Take a look at the likes of Kodak. Even though they are. Still in industry, somewhat it's nothing like before. But you see, those who understood the future of technology, for photography, for example, being done on your iPad or your smartphone, the likes of Apple, go talk to them. They understand the importance of being adaptable. Right from the time when Steve Jobs was in Apple, rest his soul, he developed. That mindset of adaptability to the market, and he was quite shrewd. Remember his trip to the Xerox Park when he saw the mouse and knew what to do with it. That's being agile. That's being on the lookout for what is most important and what is most relevant, and adapting to embrace it, to be the leader in that space. Now, as a project manager, when you manage projects. You should also ask yourself this question: How can I be agile in my delivery, in my planning, in my thinking, in my collaborations? Just think that for a second, and you'll find yourself coming up with ways to be agile, even without any agile training. A simple question: How do you become more agile in crossing the road? Well, have your wits about you, right? Be aware of what's going on and be ready to adapt. That's what it's all about. Now, when you plan from an agile perspective, you are not planning every single thing up front and sticking to it doggedly. 
while there could be value in that on very big, high-ticket projects that could affect human lives, doing this, every single project and endeavor could be a little bit harmful, maybe even very harmful, not only to your project, but your entire organization. So what I would advise you to do is really think about how to plan in increments. We call it rolling wave planning. You plan a little and then you do. And then you plan a little bit more and then you do. And then you take a look and ask the question, is my plan working? Are things going according to how I thought they would? Another question could be, are things working out in the best way possible given the current circumstances? So rolling wave planning is the beginning of agility for a project manager who does not have any experience in that. Just think how you can plan a bit and do, and then take a look at your results and ask the question, did this work out as I thought? Did this work out as we thought? What can we do differently? And then do it again. But this time, put back in your lessons learned. Another way you can be agile in your thinking and in your project management is by asking the question, this artifact or this output that my customer has asked for, what is the best way of delivering this to them so that they get value as early as possible? In other words, how do I deliver my deliverable incrementally where possible? How do I begin to get results for my customer in my delivery? And there are a couple of ways you can think about this. One is thinking about what we call the minimum viable product. And the minimum viable product is the minimum amount of product or the minimum amount of feature or the minimum amount of anything that you need to deliver to your customer for you to get feedback from the customer that will help the development of that product or, watch this, will help you to understand that what you are developing is not a viable product. You see that? That is agility. You want to understand, are we building the right thing? And you want to understand quick. You don't want to have to go through phases and you go through a bunch of phases and horror, you discover this is not what they wanted. No, you don't want that. Instead, you want to deliver the minimum something that will give you feedback to know, one, is this going to fly in the marketplace? Is this what my customer wants? And through the minimum viable product, we call it the MVP, you've got intelligence to guide you in your activities, in your efforts. Now, on top of that, you should also ask the question, what is the smallest amount of functionality or feature that I need to put into a product to at least ship it? Or what is the minimum amount of feature that my customer would find value from and begin to use it immediately? See, these are some of the questions you should be asking yourself as a project manager to be more agile. Now, to go to the next level of agility, we need to talk about the Agile Manifesto. And we're going to take a look at the concept of agility from the lens of the Agile Manifesto. We're gonna talk about principles. We're gonna talk about values, okay? So I want you to journey with me as we take a look at this. We're going to a website, and the website is called 
agilemanifesto.org. And we're going to take a look at the Agile Manifesto. I would advise taking a look at this channel or the associated channels to understand what exactly the Agile Manifesto is. Okay, are you ready? Let's go there. All right, so the Agile Manifesto for software development, you see it here. This was developed by people in the world of software predominantly, and they were looking for better ways of developing software. But even though it started in software, it has grown into all manner of organizations, software, hardware, products, services, results, you name it. You can use this thinking and these concepts to be agile. It says, we are uncovering better ways of developing software by doing it and helping others do it. Through this work, we have come to value. I would replace the word software with product, right? Because agile has evolved. So, we are uncovering better ways of developing product by doing it and helping others do it. Through this work, we have come to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, responding to change over following a plan. So let's stop right there. These are values for anyone who is keen, serious about being agile. You really want to be agile, think more about people, individuals. Think about how people interact. Because no matter the processes and tools you have in place, if people are not interacting at the level of excellence, you get rubbish. The second one says, working product over comprehensive documentation. In other words, we should value delivering a working product that will delight our customer over comprehensive documentation. And to be quite honest, on a lot of projects, the documents that we work on, from my experience, a lot of them are not needed. You could still get by without those documents and you could be focusing on delivering a working product. The third one, customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Again, it's a human-centered approach where you're thinking more about the customer than haggling over a contract. You're thinking more like, how can I help my customer? How can I add value to my customer? How can I help my customer win versus how do I get my next change order? See, one mindset is one of we, the other one is one of me. Lastly, responding to change over following a plan. Remember the quote from Mike Tyson? Have a plan, but be ready to move from the plan because you've got to respond to change, especially in the face of adversity and emergency. Now, let's take a look at the 12 principles behind the Agile Manifesto. Our highest priority is to satisfy the customer. Just taking that sentence, it changes your state when your mindset becomes one of customer success helping the customer win. The next one says, welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Why? Because of the customer's competitive advantage. The next one, deliver work in software. In other words, deliver work in product frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months with a preference to a shorter timescale. Why do you want to deliver a product frequently in increments? One, feedback. You get feedback if you're building the right stuff or the the wrong stuff. Also, your customer begins to get value quicker than waiting for a one-year project to be done and then you deliver everything all at once and technologies have passed you by, the marketplace has changed, the conditions have changed, the stakeholders have changed, the people in the company are all different. 
No, you don't want that. So as much as possible, you want to deliver frequently and early. Business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. So if you want to work in an agile fashion, you should be working with the business closely through a product owner or someone like that. Build projects around motivated individuals. Give them the environment and support they need and trust them to get the job done. This is common sense. How would you like to have a demotivated team? A team that feels browbeaten. A team that is being led by the epitome of a Theory X manager. That's no good. You want your team to feel valued and then they give you good stuff. When you give good stuff to your people, they give you greater stuff in return. That's the way it works. The most efficient and effective method of conveying information to and within a development team is face-to-face conversation. Professor Emeritus Albert Morabian did some experiments at UCLA where he discovered when you're trying to communicate empathy, something that has a heartfelt message, underlying it, it is best to do it with a face-to-face element, with a body language element, with a visual accompaniment. So when you're communicating empathy, something heartfelt, emotions, 55% of what you're communicating is really in the body language. 7% is the words. You know, you often hear talk is cheap. Well, it is. And that's why you want the body language to make it robust. And then tone of voice is 38%. That's huge. And therefore, in the world of Agile, if you really want to communicate effectively, have that body language. Have that tone of voice. Don't just send an email. And that's really all this is saying. Working software is a primary measure of progress. In other words, working product is the primary measure of progress. Your customer doesn't care if you're 99.99999% done on the dates due. All they know is you should have been done and you're not. So get a working product, not promises, not schedules showing 99.9. Agile processes promote sustainable development. The sponsors, developers, and users should be able to maintain a constant pace indefinitely. And all this is saying is a constant pace is a realistic pace. You cannot maintain a constant pace when you're doing 80 hours of overtime or 100 hours. The whole team working crazy overtime hours. You're keeping them on Friday night, Saturday, the entire day, and Sunday? Seriously? And then you're keeping them every other night in the week for an additional five hours. How do they have work-life balance? Do you want to kill them? They are people that we know that have had heart attacks because they've worked their fingers to the bone. No, that is not a constant pace. That is cruel and unusual. So the idea in Agile is balance, constant pace, something that is repeatable. And then we know we can do this indefinitely. And there's a lot more that goes into this. We look at velocity. We look at what we've done over the long haul. And we take a line of best fit in order to predict what we know we can do. The next one says, continuous attention to technical excellence and good design enhances agility. What is agility? It's a mindset. It's a mindset of being able to adapt. It's also a mindset of being lean, a mindset of avoiding waste, getting rid of the baggage. That's what it's all about. So when you think about technical excellence, it points towards 
excellence in how you do things, whether you're in the food service industry, you could be a food technician, you could be a gaming uh, engineer, you could be a construction engineer, you could be a healthcare worker, whatever you do, there is an element of technicality. And what we're saying is technical excellence is important. Also, good design is important. Good design is all about ensuring the interface is accessible and straightforward and free from waste. So take out the clutter and really focus on what the customer or end user is looking for and present that to them. Present it in an appealing, simple, easy, but innovative manner. That's really all this is saying. And that enhances agility. At the end of the day, you're not going to get request upon request because your interface, your design, it doesn't cut it. And you keep doing rework. That's not agility. The next one says simplicity. The art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. Again, keep it simple. Keep it brief. There's no need to go off on a rabbit trail documenting and documenting and documenting when it could have been one of a one pager. Some folks have a habit of just creating documents for document's sake. It's a bad practice. Busy work. Don't do it. That's really what this is saying. The best architectures, requirements, and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. The power of a self-organizing team, when you give them that autonomy and support and they know they own it, they will give you the best. The final one is at regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. And all this is saying is at the end of a sprint or an iteration, as we call it in the world of Agile, the team should have a retrospective. What did we do well? What didn't we do so well? What can we do better? What are certain items that we're going to work on in the next iteration to improve on? And it's that constant, continuous improvement mantra, just like the PDCA, doing it in cycles across sprints. That's the idea. Okay? So, my friends, I hope you have found this to be useful. This is really what Agile is about. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of being nimble in how you process information and how you adapt to the situation at hand. If you enjoy this, I would appreciate a thumbs up, share it on your social media. And if you've got any questions about this, please let me know. This is but the beginning of our conversations in Agile. We'll talk a little bit more about how you can take these principles and apply them through practices. Because principles are one thing, right? Practices are another. Frameworks, methods, and things like that. I'll see you in the next episode.